Hey, neighbors, we have a special episode for you this week with the return of one of our all-time favorite guests. Last year, My Neighbors Are Dead was lucky enough to take part in Panic Fest, a horror thriller sci-fi fest in beautiful Kansas City. We streamed a live show with the great RJ City, who took us to Bridgeton, Maine, and the world of Stephen King's The Mist. And we are thrilled to be able to play that for you now. Enjoy the show. Welcome to a special Panic Fest edition of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names of horror. Freddie, Jason, Momo, the Missouri Monster. But who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. And that's what we do on this show. We take a horror story that most of us are familiar with and break it down through the eyes of someone that we haven't heard from yet and may never hear from again. That could be a less famous patient of Dr. Loomis, the chainsaw repair shop owner in rural Texas, or this week, a Bridgeton, Maine land developer who some of you may be able to guess is from the Stephen King movie, The Mist and the story of The Mist. So without further ado, let's welcome Bridgeton, Maine land developer, Pal Pockets. Pal, how are you? First of all, it's, it's a misnomer. I'm not necessarily from Bridgeton in the sense that I wasn't born there. And where were you born? Right. I have Newport, Rhode Island. So even oh. even further east, perhaps even a more humidity in the air. Oh, yeah. Beautiful Pockets. part of the country. Yes. And as you know, or as you may not know, Pal Pockets is, is a professional name. Uh, it's a business name in this tent. And I was, um, my birth name was Paladini Puches. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, you know, it's a nice way to shine it up a little, put a little I buff think- on it. Yeah, I think that's a cool approach to land development because you don't hear too many people really kind of delivering a whole package when it comes to, you know, getting their name out there for land development. So that, that's kind of a cool approach. That, I think, was was integral to my success because we all have land. There's land wherever we go. And mm-hmm. let's jazz it up a little. Let's make it a little more fun. And I think that's what I brought to the table. And it's brought me all over the eastern the seaboard. So how, I mean, talk about the empire. You started in Rhode Island, you ended up in Maine. What was that journey like? What took you from Rhode Island and took you to, to, the, to the beautiful state of Maine? Well, it's, it's quite a long journey and I'm sure you have the time. I was a young boy and, and obviously an Italian in Newport, Rhode Island isn't going to be well favored. Let me put it that way. Okay. It wouldn't let me play stickball. I had to be the umpire. I had to be a child umpire, you know, and you're telling Children your own age, that's a ball, mm-hmm. that's a strike. It's that you don't socialize well like that. So I was always a little, a little outside my age group. Mm-hmm. I hung out with the, with the adults. My father, Gatano, who, of course, called himself Tommy or Thomas, mm-hmm. he, was, uh, he worked at a woman's uh, shoe department. He helped the women put on the shoes. At, for, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Peebles. It's like a Macy's, but uh, it's not. You're from, they're, they're around. Yeah, I think I mean familiar enough with them. Yeah, to to yeah. yeah. And I would help him. Okay. Because he had an aversion. It's one thing to put on a shoe, to put on a heel, to put on a loafer. But when the big sock boom happened in the late sixties, it was gross. It was grotesque for uh-huh. him. He was not used to it. I'm a kid. What do I know? I just don't want to be an umpire anymore. I don't want to well, tell an eight year old, hey, take a walk. So I became the sock boy. It was not a problem for me. So he would go get the shoe and I would put the sock on for them. 
And not only are we supplying, you know, service, we're doubling the time you could put a shoe on a woman's foot. He's doubling his business. And also you know, the sock boy it was a fun little gimmick. And I thought and that stuck in my brain. Yeah, that made me go, ah, people want more than just they're not here for Jews. They're here for a little routine. So I always thought, let's take the pizzazz with me in business wherever I go. Let's bring the show to business is what I thought. And then what happened is we moved up quickly. My father was selling shoes like couldn't, you know, keep them in the box. Let me put it that way. Sure. And we moved up people's. Up, up, up. Very small ladder, but we moved up it very, very quickly. And they, they said to me, you know, I became sort of a consultant. They said, mm -hmm. what else would you do? You know, we're looking to expand. And I said, well, let's, let's do it in a bunch of different places. People's, people's, people's. And they said, we have trouble getting people into the stores. And I said, well, let's do, in the casino days, they would call it a feeder. You know, you have, you have an act there, like a... Um, Oh, who I want to say Donna Summer, but I'm not going to say Donna Summer. I'll say someone else. A Lou Rolls, perhaps. You know, you have sure. him at the casino. Technically, it's a it's a loss. You know, you're not making your money back necessarily on Lou Rolls, but people right. are coming there. They're gambling. The casino makes money. So I thought, let's let's bring that casino like system to people's, and let's go to areas that that have a gimmick. Yeah. So you really you so. Yeah. Yes. Do you do you have any questions? Because I've been well, talking about no, it's shop here. No, and then pal, I'm so I'm so happy that you are. It just seems like you were introduced to life so quickly as an eight year old. It feels like you were being I, introduced. The, my, to I, I, pal is my name. Yeah, I just I didn't because we're not there yet. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I'm sorry. You're right. Uh, pal pockets. I yes, we're not we're not pals. We're not buddies yet. But I'm hoping by the end of this that we will be. Uh, Let's see. Do you feel as if you were maybe robbed a little bit of your childhood? You know, it, it seems you were in baseball being discriminated against as an Italian American. It, it's just terrible being forced to yeah. be the umpire. Nobody wants to do that. And you're a young yeah. man. Like, it seems like this wasn't that long ago. So I'm, I'm just it's terrible to think that that kind mm -hmm. of thing still exists. And yeah. then being introduced you, you to come out of the womb. And then a couple of years later, you're dusting off home plate. That's not a fun thing to do for a child. Not at all. It seems terrible. Yeah. And yeah, do you feel, and, how did you know, that, you know, do you feel like maybe you were robbed a little bit of a childhood? I do. I mean, it's certainly the, the reason I, I changed my name. To Pal uh, To Pal Pockets. And I thought, well, let's, you know, I didn't get the childhood I wanted, the play I should have gotten in the first eight to 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. I, he said, let's take the little chunks of that that I didn't get. Let's spread it out through, uh, throughout the world and throughout the land. And in many ways, to Johnny Appleseed fun. Yeah. If I cannot make it for myself. Let me sew it for others to reap. Does that make sense? It does. In Pal Pockets, I have to admit, I really admire that because I think that has that speaks to your strength of character. And I don't know that I could have done that. You're very, that's a very strong thing to do. Thank you. It was big of me, I think. And I think that's what the people's people saw. Yeah. In terms so of making me a consultant and in terms of, of letting me expand, I wouldn't say it's a franchise, but they're, they're a sprawling company. And let me, before we go any further, I do have to legally state that I am no longer affiliated with the people's organization. You have to legally say that. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, get that. And maybe if your editors or whatever can put it up front, that would be great. But, or, you know, if there's a, a runner or something, but, but yeah. No, yeah, we don't want to. So 
yeah, the people's people, please. Yeah, no, no, no lawsuits, no lawyers, no nothing like that. Um, but I guess that does bring me to a question of you're kind of skyrocketing up the people's you know, ladder, like you said, you're mm-hmm. dressing women's feet. You're the big sock boom of the 60s is happening. I'm a people's how person. The, how does the relationship with people's get you to land development? Was it a, a, a you know, was it a, 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 a was it a good departure or was it not? Or does that lead to why you legally can't say it? Well, I was developing. I would seek out land for them. And I said, how about here? The first place I think was, I believe. Keene, New Hampshire. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They had, I think there was a fish. They had a koi thing there. And I said, let's do it there. People will come for the koi and then, oh, I'll get some shoots. And we did it there. It was was successful beyond our our wildest dreams. And sometimes people still come up to me and they say, hey, uh, are you going back to People's Town? Because for a while they called Keene, the local newspaper called the People's Town. So you have sort of- They couldn't get enough of it. Uh, so you seem to have just a natural, you have a knack for business. And it also yeah. seems like you had a knack for being an umpire as well, too. Telling eight-year-olds to take a walk, balls and strikes. Seems like whatever sure. you kind of sure, get sure. involved in, you're good at. Well, the thing is, when you're making deals and you're negotiating prices and you say, this is a you know pile of dirt, you would use the gestures of an umpire. Oh, sure. Everyone okay. you know, respects it. And if you're, yeah. if you're ready to walk... You're ready to walk on a deal because you shouldn't enter a deal if you're not ready to walk. That's how you get the upper hand. But that's how the, you know, they, I would give them the old, the wind up and I would say, I, I'm out of here. And they would go, oh, yeah. okay, okay, we'll give you the price you want. So I had a knack for getting land cheap, but also pairing the people's department store areas with, with certain gimmicks that was, were natural to that land. And I thought that was a good, we're basically a roadside attraction. Mm-hmm. If you want to look at it that way. We're not a department store because Sears, you're going to see a Sears anywhere. I worked at Sears. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. And I can tell. And when you go to a Peebles, you know you're there for good, reasonably priced clothing and Mm -hmm. a good time. I was the good time part. That was all me. See, I can tell you with pretty, pretty certain here that there was no good times being had at Sears when people came in. No. Nope. And then and that's why they're in the shape they're in. And that's why Peebles is thriving, whether I'm affiliated with them anymore or not. So, again, you know, you're you're kind of in the fast lane here. You're being fast track. You're still a kid. I'm guessing when all of this is happening. Yes, maybe not. Yeah, eight, But you're still it's about uh, well, 11 to 14, let's say. But things are happening. Get this kid yeah, every- fast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm an adult at this point. You know, take out a mortgage at 13 and then tell tell me how to live your life, you know? So you're literally, not to sound too cliche and corny here, pal, but you're literally playing hardball with these people. You're making land deals. Oh, I'm out of here. I'm going to walk. That's good. I'm playing hardball. Well, I mean, we played stickball when I was a kid. So I don't yeah. know if it works. I'm, stick, I'm sticking it to them. You Maybe are sticking that, it to sticking them. Sticking it to the man or something. I like that. That's good because the man should be getting it stuck to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not striking out. That's one I could use. I'm not striking out. Definitely. You're, you're in the middle of perfect game. Yeah. And plus with the name, when you change your name like that, then you make these signs, then there's brochures, advertising, business cards. I'll keep you in my back pocket. That was a good, that was a thing we were going on, you know, a pocket full of land. It was, it was a whole thing, but the people's people could not get it enough. This and, sounds like 
you know, I don't know if you've ever heard the story of when Paul McCartney was a, was a kid, he saw a guitar hanging in a shop window and he just sort of knew that's going to be my life. That's my future. And that kind of seems like what's going on here. You're just you see this thing and you're like, it just makes sense. Sure. And to that end, I would say, what land did Paul develop? I, none. None that I know of. I don't, you know, compare apples to oranges. I mean, I could play three chords, too. But what land did Paul McCartney develop? And I think yeah. that's where we're finding, you know, certainly my sweet spot, especially after Keen. And that was like, boof, they were in love. And we were going, yeah. we were going all, all over the East there. Mm-hmm. I was just open. I would find a land, give him a gimmick, and then let's go. You know, if it was a town and they had all a little hill and oh, the hill is very big. And I was like, perfect. We'll call it the hill peoples. And they, they loved it. You know, it was fantastic. Uh, So you're, you're planting gimmicks all across the East coast. You're, Mm -hmm. you're making your way through. Let's get to bridge bridge and Bridgeton, Maine. Um, Yeah. And let's talk about the mist incident. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know how much you were again, legally allowed to say, or how much did you want to say? Because that was pretty horrible. I've had nothing to do with me. I got a hot tip mm-hmm. about a thing called the Arrowhead Project. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, okay. I thought it was going to be like the Arrowhead Pond, like in Anaheim. I thought they were sure. a little fake lake there, go trout fishing, do a whole thing. And I said, I'm in. What better place to open a people's? You know, we could sell um, just slickers and things. Those are the excellent yeah, yeah. idea. So I say next project, because there's so many people everywhere we're running out of room. So now here I am in Maine, and I said, Bridgeton, Maine, let's go. Show me the Arrowhead Project. Oh, yeah. the military's involved. And I said, okay, you know, big deal. Big, big deal, big whoop. Let's go there. You know, I met some people. I fast-talked. They had certainly heard of me before. And if they sure. hadn't heard of me, they heard of Peoples. And I said, you know, that's me. So it was very easy to get along with those people. Small town. They were in need of something. I don't know if they were mining or milling. Who mills it anymore? And they, they were in need of a Beatles, for sure. So this looked like it was going to be a great partnership. And it turns out, I'm, I'm walking around this, this military base. I'm going, where's the pond? Where's the pond? Let's, you know, there's a sad, lonely man. At, and when I say man, at the time I was 15, with a rod, you know, looking around going, oh, where am I? Where am I? Where's, you know, has anybody seen a trout? Turns out it's this military thing. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to unlock another dimension. Okay, fine, fine, mm-hmm. great. But call me when you do. You know, sure. we're not going to open up people's here and say, coming soon, another dimension. You let me know when you're ready. Yeah. So, you know, I, I went home for a while and, and waiting, waiting. Uh, a nice man, a, a corporal who I had befriended, let me know, hey, you got to check this out. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's this portal and it's in a tank. They encased it in a tank. And I thought, well, that's a great you know, because I don't want people, you know, you're walking through the woods or something. You're going on a hike. You got your compass. All of a sudden, you're in another uh, dimension. Yeah, nobody wants that. No. And I said, have you opened the dimension? And they said, well, it's open. I said, how do you know who's gone in? And they said, well, this this light there, it looks like there's something there. I said, I'm not really sure about that. So I was, and this is, you know, you're not going to find this. It's all classified so I can say it. Isn't that what it means? It's class. This is my, it's my class. I can, I'm, I'm not declassifying. I think that's exactly what it means. Yeah. Okay. So I poked my head in. They let me in. They were nice enough after hours. I looked around. You see nothing but smoke. And you say, oh, maybe it leads to London. Who knows? You know, you poke in, 
take your head out and you're like, all right, I guess that's it. I didn't think it was amazing. Wasn't the nicest thing, but I thought, okay, if it's in the tank and people can visit it. And also right next to it, there was just a good square footage. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I thought, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's take a risk, whatever. The, the only people next to another dimension, you don't see seers doing that, you know, you certainly do not. So we started building and, you know, my people build fast. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lot, you know, it's a big team. Everything's happening at once. And we came down to the electrical. And I don't know if you've been in the people's before, but I have always abhorred the fluorescent lighting. Uh, they're terrible. I, they're hideous. And when you're trying on shoes, you're looking at yourself in mirrors. It's no good. I want something a little warm. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is before all the green energy. You know, another scam the government's involved in. And I thought the, the warmer the light, the higher the watch. And they were yeah. saying, I don't know if the grid can hold it. Is it blah, 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 blah. Ugh. Okay, fine. But I said, just press ahead. They're not going to know. I know the people here and people know me and people come for peoples. And when the peoples come for peoples, I'm, I'm a peoples person. And they said, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll do what you need to do. So we build up the grid. The grid is maxed out. It's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Boom, boom. Sparks flying everywhere. I said, what is it? The 4th of July? It is in fact May. And what happened was it caused uh, a burst of sorts. Sure. And I'm not using a legal term, but uh, it was a burst of sorts coincided with some rain going on. There was a lightning. It reacted to that because the lightning sees lightning is like a moth, you know? It sees something goes, oh, I go over here. So there's a burst. The lightning goes down. The lightning, thank God, misses the peoples. Otherwise, thank God. my career is, you know, kaput. Yeah. It hit the tank that was encasing uh, the other dimension. Okay. okay. No, so it's not good. No, not good at all. Well, well, hear me out. Okay. You know, the tank cracks, the dimension is open, things start pouring out, okay? Along yeah. with this creeping, crawling mist, which I thought was fun. I thought maybe we could do a Sherlock Holmes thing. That's fun. That would be great, right? And this boat's there, maybe it becomes a whole gondola deal, who knows? And you hear about, oh, remember the mist and the mist? Oh, the poor town, blah, 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 blah. I was there. Yeah. Okay. And outside of those people in that, I'm not even going to call it a supermarket. It was a grocery store. And I mean that in the loosest sense of the word. Yeah. Those people were in hysterics. And notwithstanding them, we had a good time. Okay. It was yeah. the mist. You had fun. You bump into people. You say, hey, who the hell are you? You have a friend. You, you, know, you go dancing. You go back. I was subletting a condo at the time in the area. I go in there, I had a nap, I had friends over, missed party, missed party, we were missing each other. Hey, I just missed you. It was a big popular catchphrase. We had a ball, okay? Yeah. So let me get that out of the way. Everything's just a big horror show. And then these creatures start appearing. Mm -hmm. And at first I saw, it was, it was like an octopus thing with little mouths on it, on the tentacles, which I thought, well, that's kind of cute. That's, you know, yeah, it's unique. Do something there. You grab it, put a little lipstick on the mouth or something, you know? 
All of a yeah. sudden you have a, a, I don't know, a ventriloquist act or something. My mind is always working. Yeah. And who else were there? There was some, there was like a buzzards thing. It was like a big dragonfly scorpion thing, a scorpion with wings. I thought that's outstanding. Yeah. And as soon as these things started coming together, I said, Hey, let's roll with this. Not only do we have the mists, I think that would be fun. You know, going into a people is nothing but mist. And, yeah. you know, you give us $40, you can grab any pair of shoes that you want. I think it would have been a fun game. Uh, but then I saw these creatures and I thought, gee, you know, what if we capture them? You know, what if we put them in the store, sort of like a rainforest cat's head? Who, uh, let me also take a moment and say, idolized them. Incredible business really? model. Up and okay. down. A talking tree? An animatronic yeah. Talking tree? Sure, I'll pay forty dollars for a margarita at that rate. That it does feel like you're in the rainforest when you're eating dinner there. It does feel like that. Exactly, because sometimes when I have a salad, I go, "Gee, this is great. I wish it was more human." Yeah. So anyway, this is on my brain, and I thought, you know, at the time, and this was the beginning of, of oh, we can't have circuses anymore because they're bad to the animals, you know. Yeah. Oh, we can't. Yeah. Oh, these whales. We're hurting these whales, even though they can do these tricks. I don't know what else they're good for. And I thought to myself, these creatures are hideous, disgusting. We haven't categorized them yet. I certainly wouldn't say they're human. They're from another dimension. Yeah. If we capture them, we can do whatever the hell we want. You know, who the hell is going to humanize? You know, an octopus with teeth on its tentacles. It was yeah. ludicrous. There was like a pterodactyl. There was this spider-like thing, a big gray spider-like thing. And it had like this human Buscemi-like face on it. It was horrific. I was like, what the hell are we going to do with this? Are you going to tell me, oh, <laughs> save the Buscemi yeah. spiders? I don't think so. He's a great actor, ridiculous. but I don't need spiders that look like him, you know? He's a great actor. I'm sure his career would have been done. We would have put him out of business. That's for sure. He would have had to like you, another couple of sets of legs to compete with what I was playing. Let me well, put I, think, I like your approach because I think uh, new animals should be like sunken treasure. The first person to find it can do whatever they want to it. You know, exactly. it, That's do whatever what Columbus did. That's exactly what Columbus did. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something. If Columbus was alive today, he'd say, hey, take me to people's. And then I'm going to eat at the Rainforest Cafe. That's the kind of guy he was. Another proud Italian-American who overcame the odds. Yep, yep. And if I was wearing a hat, it would be off to him. And so there's these creatures. And then I saw this mammoth, this monstrosity. and had six legs, but like long, dry, kneed elephant legs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, they, which is gross. weird because it's so it's so moist in Bridgeton. Yeah, you know I haven't had cracked skin, and I can't tell you when. Oh, and that's nice. I get it all the big, time. Waving things. It was so high. It was so high that you couldn't even mm -hmm. see the top of it. You know where the face was. You know anything? Was there a Buscemi up there? Who knows? And I thought, well, this would be really the centerpiece if we could capture this thing and make it sort of like a structure over the the peoples. You know, and that way, yeah. when it rains, it wouldn't even rain on the peoples. And we'd save money there here, too. And I thought, oh, oh, my God. And we we were so excited. 
uh, in partnership with with the local bridging government. The I guess is a technically the municipality, but sure. also with the military, and they were on board too because it gave them reasons to you know knock the shit out of these things. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Well, yeah. Sort of agreed. And so they started to do their work. They were like, let's let's torch them. Okay. And we'll clear the mist. We'll push them back. And then we'll kind of rope them random. That kind of thing. And yeah. you can have, if you're going to house them. And I thought, great, we'll get bring in some cages. We'll do that whole thing. And I was just, I was thrilled. This was just going to be, ugh, they take this, oh my God. And then you turn it into this beautiful, you know, a zoo, basically. A zoo of horrors, which, you know, call me Jack Anna if you want. I'm excited. I'm ready to do this. Yeah. And then those people in the grocery store who were so privileged. Here we are surrounded by all together. We have lighting. We have heat. We could have a bag of rice for a pillow. We have every snack we could imagine during this thing. You know, and sometimes I wouldn't even have lunch when the mist was on because it, it got lean. I got a little lean, but you tough it out. Sure. They were in hysterics. Oh, it's the second coming. It's a rapture. It's a big thing. So, so they started, you know, killing people. They started mm-hmm. making these sacrifices. And it's like, hey, would you mind? You're kind of giving the mist a bad rap here. So we had to hunch that whole thing up and make sure there wasn't too many news stories getting out. Reporters were saying, what's going on over there? I said, come over to Babel's. Free deals yeah. on me. It was a little bit of a distraction. Sure. And then, you know, the government's cleaning it up. The, the mist is finally pushing back. What happened is they got an industrial-sized fan, which we had. We had it indoors because all the sawdust and whatever. I said, hey, why don't we pull that outside? We'll blow this mist right out of the way. Right out of the way. Turned it on. Yeah. All of a sudden, the mist is going. The government's coming. We're torching them. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm Noah over here. I'm calling, give me two of these. Give me two of these. Give me two of these. This is great. Yeah. Throw them in the crates, cages, the whole thing. It was, it was outstanding. And then there were, I think, four or five people that had escaped from the grocery store. And at this point, after they leave, the grocery store is, is rocking. They're having yeah. a heck of a time because we've saved them. It's, it's People's Town USA again, you know? Everybody wants to be a, a part of People's. Well, yeah. And they said, oh, my God, can we? And then we thought maybe People's could be a, a grocery store, too. We could take this over. What's the big deal? And these people, four or five people, I don't know if he was the father or he was a husband or a boyfriend. I don't think it was ever quite sorted out what his relationship was uh, to the other people in the car. They ran out of gas. What are you going to do? Oh, I have this guy. Oh, the horrors that await us. You know, we're so frightened of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The horrors of an entertaining department store. Yeah. The horrors of a bustling small town. That would rip, that would, and I coined this term, trickle down, economically speaking, to the people yeah. of Bridgeton. And they said, oh, we can't do that. We've run out of food. We've run out of gas. What are we going to do? And, you know, boom, 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 boom. And this guy's crying in the middle of the street. And we're like, what the hell is his deal? Because everyone else is, is dancing. Yeah. You know, talk about... I'm sure we could get Lou Rolls if we wanted for half the price that he was charging before that. 
Everyone's dancing. Sure. Everyone's having a good time. This guy's screaming. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. What happened? What happened? Because here we go. We're ready to open. You know, cut the ribbon as far as I'm concerned. You mass murderer. A good-natured yeah. mass murderer? Ridiculous. So all of a sudden, the heat is off Peebles. Mm-hmm. And it's onto this guy who took it upon himself. And, oh, my God, the crime. And the crying, accept what you did and move on with it. You know, you want to be a a backroom tailor? I have an opening for you. What's the big deal? Well, pal, I town got, yeah. Yeah, I I just think some people, uh, you know, they just, it's a victim mentality. You know, there's something really beautiful. Something really nice is happening. And this person has to make it all about them. It's all about him and the people he killed. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my. Gee, and, and I mean, what's his mentality? Gee, I'm so glad I killed you now, as opposed to you having to die later. Gee, thanks. It seems really, really selfish. Helpful. Yeah, and you know what? And I've seen interviews with him since. Because, of course, the, the press had a field day, and they wanted him everywhere. I can only and, oh, you know, these poor people, I love them, and I'm so sorry, and blah, 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 blah. Not one ounce of remorse for the peoples that didn't open. Not one ounce of remorse for the land that that is going unused now. I don't know what's there. A a Fuddruckers for all I know. Terrible. And they just just say a few words. And you don't have uh, look, you don't have to write me a letter. You don't have to see me man to man because I give you the what for. I give you I throw course. a couple strikes your way, you mm-hmm. know? But just a little hey, sorry about my hasty killings, quite frankly. I mean, he resorted to I'm going to kill my children very quickly, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah. It was just boom, boom. And I they, they were not eyewitnesses because of the mist, but they were ear witnesses. And I, they think that someone in the car yelled, hey, wait. But it was too late. That's so sad. That's tragic, yeah. Al. That's tragic. Yeah, it's tragic. And, and that was a crack in Brixton, quite frankly, that, that uh, how do I say this, that shook the very foundation on sure. which Peebles was built upon. So where does that leave the, the, the store after this, you know, very selfish act that this person committed? It's really kind of, you said that the people weren't really excited about the peoples anymore. So what, what happened to the store? I mean, where does it stand now or is it kind of dead in the water? Well, <clears throat> we, uh, we had a lot of inventory because things were moving so fast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to do with it all. It was a little bit of like, a, I thought, you know, a little bit of a, a fire sale, you know, a little sure, bit of a yeah, yeah. liquidation. What if we had another right. storm kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. But I took all the inventory and we threw it into the portal. And, you know, we're talking thousands and thousands of shoes and beige pants and blouses uh-huh. and pins and, and things of that nature. Yeah. And what happened is it... it caused a bit of a riff or a riff. interesting is it a riff i think a riff is like a guitar thing i think a, a riff guitar riff yeah but i mean yeah yeah and according to the military scientists 
this has disrupted multiple times. Oh no. So now, you know, and it's it's that thing where it's a timeline, a timeline, a timeline, a timeline, and we're only in one of them. Yeah. And we were in the one that is comparatively now normal. Uh because what I did was cause an influx of it's the best way to put this women's clothing based creatures. Yeah. So we've got, you know, they have shoes attacking people, you know, oh all these other God. dimensions. And here we are, and we're so close to discovering what makes this world and all the timelines and how to uh, assess them. And yeah. now we have to deal with this new thing. So the government ended up suing peoples. And who's, who's the, who is the face? Who's the people person? The people guy? Who's 15-year-old pal pockets? Yeah. And they were no longer peoples who need peoples, you know, because they certainly didn't need me. It was, right. I, they said they did. One guy did it to me on my way out. They did did this. He said, get out. You're out of here. You got tossed out of the game. Yeah, I got I got tossed out of the game. And then that was uh, and they said, you know what? No more gimmicks. We're closing up shop. Every gimmick town. We're closing up. We're going to move to to smaller towns. Last time I saw them, they were in Elizabeth, Pennsylvania. Oh my God! Who What's goes in there? Elizabeth? Exactly, exactly. A boring peoples. That's what's there. So, how do you feel about all this, pal? Like, because you know, for a guy who is so, uh, I, I, I mean, hey, I think it's thanks, thanks, hey, thanks. Well, you know, you you're such Sometimes a positive. Go, yeah, hey, I did, I did need that. I didn't think we're there, and I you did. Kind of, I feel like you're you're understanding where I'm coming from here. Well, I and feel I like will take you know, that as a personal pal and not a professional pal. Thank you. Oh, well, th- look at that. I mean, because I feel like, you know, it, look, I think the military and the government gets a little too much credit. They always got they're always sniffing oh. around. They always got their nose involved in things, little fingers in the pies. And it's really it's aggravating. The roads. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm from yeah. Michigan and we don't like our roads are, oh. you know, it's, it's oh, all oh, one big thing driving in Michigan. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Yeah. Dear Lord. Ridiculous. So I think, I mean, things like that sort of make me lose faith in government because the things that we really need, we're not getting, and they're just messing up the small time business owner or entrepreneur mm-hmm. like you. Yes. Yeah. Well, having said that, I, I, I work for them now. You work, work for the for government, government now. now. And what are you doing for the government now? I'm, I'm doing multidimensional inventory. Well, I mean, You're, uh, Trying to take stock of just how many uh, women's clothing itemed creatures are out there. And how's that going? Because it, it's, it's going. I mean, we, you know, all of a sudden, oh, I think we get close. And then there's another dimension. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, a brooch falls from the sky and you go, is this from another dimension? Is this from 20 years ago? Is it one of those time loop things? Who the hell knows? So it's almost like a, a forensics thing, but with a lot more shawls. Well, Pal Pockets, talking to you, it, I'm always lucky to get to do this, but this has been a true inspiration. I wish I had more of that gusto that you have. I really admire it. And, you know, you just seem to be one of those people where you're not going to let yourself not end up on top. You're always going to be on top and you're always going to find a way to make lemonade out of lemons. And you really are playing hardball, not just with gimmicks and stores, but with life. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think with our dimension. And I think I think we're on top. We and I look at you because we are pals. If I may give you my namesake, 
Thank you. And we're in the good dimension because we ruined the other ones. Well, pal pockets. I mean, I think that's a perfect, perfect way to end. Um, uh, I appreciate you coming by and telling your story. So do I. Pal pockets, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself, Nate DeFort, and Ryan Countshouse, with editing done by Nate DeFort. Our original music was composed by Jesse Case, with additional music by Dane Halverson. Our artwork was done by James Mulholland. And as always, we want to give a very special thank you to our old pal, Mark Nashon. Thanks this week to front of the show, the great RJ City. You can find RJ hosting the weekly wrestling talk show for AEW entitled Hey EW on their YouTube page or follow RJ on Twitter at RJCity1. If you like the show and you want to support us, go to www.patreon.com slash dead, where you can find new weekly bonus content only available to our Patreon patrons. If you have yet to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to do so now. It helps us grow and it helps new neighbors find the show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Stop by, give us a follow, and share your favorite episodes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.